Hey, everybody. Welcome to Bottled Up, a wine podcast of sorts. I'm your host, Sean Linehan, and I'm here with our other host. It's me, Jen Waring. It's you, Jen Waring. Welcome, Jen Waring. How are you doing today? I'm all right. How are you? I'm not too bad. I wish this wind would stop trying to blow my house down. Dude, why do we always record on the windiest days of the year? Like me, it's like we like actually look at our weather apps and say, oh, hurricane. Perfect. perfect. Let's, let's, get- let's record that night. We've got a gale warning. Great. <laughs> I'm in gale weathers. <laughs> no, that's different. She's uh-huh. in scream, um, but also probably very busy still being a reporter in that. Wait, universe. didn't she didn't they offer in the in the latest one? I don't remember because they did she- like scream four and couple of years ago, right? Yeah. Is oh, guess what? I know what I'm doing tonight. Well, looky loo at that. Um, yeah, I just rewatched the regulars, the first scream when she's still alive. Uh, no, scream. Does scream for she has the very unfortunate bangs. Oh, right, right, right. Okay. Which makes you want to kill her. They, <laughs> they all blend into one giant scream. It looked scream like for her me. child cut them for fuck's sake. Well, I, anyway, I they, they, they might have. Might have. Good Lord and heaven above, we are ready to scream today uh, with this wind. But also for those of you listening on the day it drops, as opposed to the windy day we're recording, happy St. Patrick's Day to ya. That's right. Let all the leprechauns bring you beer and then go find your wine. And then go find your wine. Yeah, have a bowl of Lucky Charms and a glass of wine. That's how I like to start my day anyway. So <laughs> why not also on St. Patrick's ever, Day? Do you ever just skip the milk? Just go um, straight for the I'll you know, be honest, Pinot Gris. Uh, not, not since college. Uh, there were certainly <laughs> some times in college when I was like, how bad could Captain Crunch be with this beer? And the answer was bad. But bad. the um, yeah, so I, I now I, I do the cereal first and then I'm like, OK, well, it's five o'clock somewhere. Let's go. <laughs> I, I do remember a time not too long ago. So my college years, which are actually like um, an age ago. Sure. Uh, when I was with a friend uh, on Saint, the morning of St. Patrick's Day and we were making pancakes from like the Aunt Jemima mix. Oh, nice, sir. But we ran out of milk, but we had beer. Why not? So it was St. Patrick's Day. It just seemed appropriate. We made beer Jemima pancakes and <laughs> they um, they were awful, but we ate them because That's, we were You poor. know what? <laughs> Sometimes cancel culture would work out. And it would have worked out with your beer Jemima pancakes. <laughs> what a silly, silly plan. It was so I have, I have used beer in like chocolate cake. So there is, there well, is yeah. a place for beer in your baking, uh, not unlike wine in your cookies. Uh, but uh, we don't want anyone to toss their cookies when they're done with this baking with boozies. Yeah. Baking with the boozies. (laughs) Well, because so St. Patrick's Day comes from Ireland. Ireland starts with I. It's Wine Wednesday. We got to go I. So we're talking Italy. So perfect. Wow. Did that (laughs) hurt? But I like it. It's nice. Um, It reminds me of this quote I found about uh, Chianti (laughs) from the great Peter Landberg, who I have no idea who he was, but uh, some sort of wine guy. But his this was the quote. Drink Chianti and you will sleep well. Sleep well and you will not sin. Avoid sin and you will be saved. Ergo, drink Chianti and be saved. You heard it here first. Our gentle listeners, drink your Chianti. Hey, man, chug it <laughs> up. Hey. 
Um, no, and well, what's funny is that when I Googled Peter Landberg to figure out who the hell he was and why I should read that aloud, I couldn't find him. But oddly, he's used the exact same quote for other wines. Ah, he must be a wine marketing guru. Perhaps he is also responsible for the live, laugh, love nonsense I hate so much. No, nope, nope. keep That's that, keep that shit away. No, but here's a real uh, Chianti quote which spoke to me uh, from the great Galette Burgess. You remember him, uh, may or may not have been Meredith Burgess's granddad, uh, probably not, but uh, he was an American artist, art critic, poet, author, and humorist who coined the term blurb. <laughs> <laughs> great is that important but, but he important. said love endeth like the chianti flask its drops are bitter huh that one's deep right that's deep that's deep because and the we last... have a bottle of chianti that is we not in a, a basket which is what i assume no young galette was pouring out we tried we did try we they try. don't we we searched the store up and down we looked at their many bottles that went, the basket went the way of, of, of the old world, Sean, and, and we're not going to find it again. Do you know what that basket is called? I do not know what that basket is called. Please enlighten me. I would like to. So the, that bottle shape itself probably dates to the 14th or the 15th centuries uh -huh. when the basket wrapping added extra protection and not just a fun visual for when you turn it into a candle holder. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but the straw basket is called a fiasco. Oh, is it then? Yes, isn't that great? That's phenomenal. I wish I had known that. That's fiasco Thank you for coming from the Italian word for flask. Ah, uh, fiasco. Because... And so multiple would be fiaschi, because <laughs> it would be the plural in Italian. But uh, is that fun? It's like like what I love when animal group names are perfect, like a crash of rhinos, a, a fiasco of a fiaschi of Chianti's. Chianti. That's, That's amazing. So That's really cool. I like that one. That's. I enjoyed it. knowledge. So what are we drinking? I'm going to start opening mine. Nice. Um, I have I, I have popped me cork as per usual because uh, uh, I'm Irish again. Anyway, so yeah, we have ourselves a lovely Chianti Classico from Banfi. And we'll talk a little bit more of them about them as a vineyard later. But it is an Italian uh, Chianti. It is named for the region, uh, not the that's grape. Right. Um as all of them are. and ours is a, a 2018. This is the 2018 Bianfi Classico, Chianti Classico. It uh, was a simpler time. Yeah. 2018. Was it? I well, mean, no, in no, but, some it ways, but it wasn't the same as it is now. Yeah. I'm going to pop my cork here. Nice. I'm pouring. Fresh. My favorite thing is all of the fun stickers. It does have a lot of stickers. It's got a cock on the back. <laughs> um, it's got the DOCG uh, labeling. There's a lot of labeling involved with Chianti, which is all. Very yeah. Exciting. And that's all super important to what Chianti Classico is. And we'll talk about that uh, in a little bit and what that little label across the top of the bottle means and what the big black cock on the back means. We'll talk about <laughs> all this. Sorry, you know what it means? What Good times. The rooster on the back means. Good times. But right now I'm well, really thirsty. It smells delicious. Get your get your oh, face man. in our bottled up so glass like, um, swag. Like black cherry. It's got a little tobacco hint going on. A tobacco, a little like um, in the back. Like a, a fresh, like a new leather bag. Like you just got a nice coach purse. 
Oh my God. Which makes total sense because who hasn't gone to Italy and bought leather bags? I don't know. I bought leather bags. I bought leather notebooks. Uh, I did was a terrible bargainer, but yeah, I can see they just squeezed the scent of it right in the I bought a leather man bag. See, you got to get your leather. You got to get your leather. All right, let's have a little, little tasty poo here. First of all, also, that, I just want to talk real quick about that color. That is a beautiful, like, ruby. Like, that is ruby. Like, when I think about yes. ruby, that is, that's gorgeous. I'm excited. Okay. It's it's ruby go. with some good legs, too. She got <laughs> she got some good legs. Oh, ruby you, with the good legs. When you swish her. You know how it is, Sean, when you swish ruby with the good legs with your big black cock. <laughs> this episode's taken turn wow and there we go <laughs> i think we've got an album coming out yeah <laughs> it's an emo album oh my god this is delicious this is really nice um medium bodied little, little tannic structure but not overly drying no nope. um, very smooth on yield tongue and um like most chianti classicos it's got to be around 12 percent alcohol so Great, easy drinker. Good food wine. Yeah. My God, if we had a pizza here with some prosciutto on it, I would murder it. I would murder it faster than I'd Why murder. Did you say that? Faster than I'd murder a can of fava beans. I'll tell you that oh, right now. Oh, man. <laughs> listen, listen, Hannibal Lecter. I want my Chianti with a nice pizza <laughs> or a charcuterie board, not with a liver and fava beans. But this is, I, I think I want to let this open a little bit too. So I'm going to swish it around in my glass here because we don't got all night. And so we'll swish. Yes. I suspect Narchianti that do, as do, do, oxygen do, do. hits those various phenolics and things in there, we're going to get a little bit of anise and a little bit of uh, maybe some red raspberry, ripe red raspberry. I hope we don't get any anise. I don't like anise. You don't like anise? Not really. I eat it every freaking year. Every, I'm Italian. Every freaking year, my family chops it up and slips it out on Christmas. And I'm like, why do we do this? Nobody eats it. And the plate's gone. It's gone. And I've, and I've eaten some. I can't I like, hi, yeah, I guess it's you delicious. Just, it's right there. And I'm like, might as well crunch it. No one put out any celery. <laughs> um, Fennel is a good substitute. <laughs> <laughs> just don't smear peanut butter and put raisins yeah, on yeah, it. No, <laughs> As cute as that might be, don't do it. <laughs> yeah, you know, ants on a log is one thing. Ants on an anise, not good. Not, not good. So good. Nobody <laughs> wants ants in their anise. I've seen naked and afraid. They complain about that the whole show. I've I've been to Florida. Ants in there. Yeah, I was watching a little naked and afraid today. Mm. They were both naked. Which one? And afraid. I don't know. They were in. Uh, one was in Africa. And then the next people were in the swamps in Florida, which is just seems like a miserable land. Yeah. Why would and you want to the, be naked there? Why would you want to be naked in any? Of the, I mean, obviously the weight loss. Let's just start at the beginning. Sure. Okay, they, great. They all lose like 37 pounds. It's great. <laughs> That's because they're not eating anything. Because <laughs> they've eaten a grub. You know what this Chianti would go great with? A raw grub. We just you know, found in some sort of nut in wouldn't the turn it African down. jungle. <laughs> I wouldn't turn it down. Mm. Oh, that is tasty. That is a tasty. Listen, yeah. Chianti was made to be an easy drinking. Celebrate. Here you go, masses. We've slapped it in a fiasco. It looks delightful. You can use it as a candle holder later. Drink up. Um, yeah, absolutely. It's a good, just 
fucking it, it pleasing. It's a pleasing wine. That's what it is. That's a nice Chianti word. is a pleasing wine. You don't have to get too technical into it. I mean, if you want to, you can sit here and analyze this wine all day. It's got a lot of going on. But you could also just say, you know what? I like this. And you know what? I like it because it reminds me, and maybe half of this is in my head, Sean, but it reminds me it's just Italy to me. It's a little complex. Some sips are a little louder than others. Uh, you, you know what I mean? <laughs> you're you're, you're thinking yeah. about the food that's going to come in. You, you can smell salami coming from the store next door. You can smell gelato coming from another store. And there's, it's just, you know, oh, you got to get really to nice. the... You got to get to Rome. You got to get in and, and see the gladiators. You know, you're very busy, but this is nice. And you just made me think about the salami that is in my fridge right now. Oh, my God. So <laughs> I'm going to go grab a slice of salami. Yeah, let's Listeners, take a break. Crack open your bottle of Chianti if that's what you're drinking. Or if you're drinking your Sio Baffa uh, Pinot Grigio from last week, crack open that and come along with us. Drink along. Drink along. Laugh along. We'll see you in a sec. Oh my gosh. And we're back. Sean is just covered in salami. He looks mm. ridiculous. I wish you guys it's could so see delicious. this. He salami. It on, he's got it on his eyes like uh, cucumber slices when he wants to look fresh. I'm just smearing um, the Naduja under my eye. It's fantastic. <laughs> it's so Burns good for the wrinkles, kids. It's not. Uh, oh, is that a peppercorn right in your eyeball? <laughs> um, that's Sean is blinded for the rest of the episode, but it's fine because he just needs to talk. I just need my nose and my mouth. He doesn't need to see kids, but yeah, so we're drinking. We, we've got ourselves some nice Chianti. It's opened up a little bit. Uh, we're still, I mean, like I'm still loving it. Like nobody's business. I can't. It's really nice. Yeah. I'm almost sad. We didn't buy two bottles. Uh, this was a, this was a this nice medium. This was a nice medium price Chianti right around 15 bucks. Uh, just so you guys know wherever you are. Yeah. Um, and, and it's Banffy. So it's, this is going to be one that you can find. This yeah. is a big producer that you guys can find. It'll be in just about every shop in the United States or in, in Europe and in Asia. Like this. Oh my gosh. For our non, uh, we don't have any listeners in Asia that I've been able to no, identify, we but we do. Okay. We're huge in Japan. You guys can find this and you'll love it. You're going to love it kids. Uh, but yeah, so let's, let's talk a little bit about Chianti. Cause we've, we've hinted that there's a lot more going into this wine than we think. And one of the <laughs> things Sean on, said yeah. that stuck white for me anyway, as the non-academic here is that because Chianti is not named for the grape, right? We've talked about Pinot Grigio. That's the actual grape. We've talked about Cabernet. That's the stinking grape. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But uh, Malbec, Sauv Blanc. We've just right. done variety. Right. But this Chianti is named for the area of Italy where from whence it came. And they've been talking about it over there since uh, 1250. Sean is the earliest date that I could find. Um, (laughs) That's a long time ago. It does not mean there's not earlier. But uh, I mean, like all all Italian politics and Italian history, it's deep. And we've already talked about how wine is complicated and complicated changes on a dime. Like, even today in modern history, the rules around Chianti are changing. Like it's ridiculously how how quick they change. But just like grapes came from kind of the Turkey Armenia area of the Middle East, and then like boom, that's right there to Italy, and that's early days of of people traveling around with grapes. So obviously, and it was long before Eat, Pray, Love came out. <laughs> I mean, this was this was the Tuscany of old kids, right? Not but the, we all know not the Eat- Tuscany of the movie. Eat, pray, love uh, is what propelled wine. Uh, yes, in a real, no, 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 sure, that's not even entirely a little bit. not true. Uh, uh, but there was 
go away from that thought. And don't, I've never seen it. Uh, but the uh, 12, in 1250, there was a military league, uh, Sean, called the, the Lega del Chianti. Uh, and their part of their job was to protect the, literally the like Chianti region. And then the three villages from which that league was formed were the three areas that uh, eventually became, hey, listen, this is where you can get Chianti from. This is Chianti. And where is that? That's in the middle of Tuscany. Yeah, smack. Yes. It's landlocked. It's right in kind of in between Florence and Siena. Uh, and Which Chianti- is why you get the leather, because you go to Florence to get your leather bags and, and you, you, you bargain in the marketplace. <laughs> exactly. Well, I mean, why else are you going to Florence? Not because it's like know. majestic and beautiful or anything. Stop it. That's, that's <laughs> why you almost fall into the river trying to get that one picture of the bridge. You know, everyone's going to want to buy. That one picture everybody already has. Um, the better picture is the one literally of my best friend saving me from falling into the river because I was. That's the one to market. Let's far. get that on the webpage. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, the the region of of Chianti is pretty big. It's kind of the central Tuscany area. It covers a lot, uh, and there's a lot to be said about just general Chianti. It's pretty broad. Uh, it has to be seventy percent Sangiovese grapes minimum that's what's growing that's That's like that that's the indigenous grape to the area it's the powerhouse grape of central italy and it's just a solid grape so any just straight chianti has to be a minimum of 70 percent, and then they can mix in some other local grapes or some other 30 percent could be anything could be be white grapes could be cabernet could Could be be a shoe it doesn't matter the other 30 percent could be anything and then then we're here drinking i made that part up yeah, probably not a shoe, but I know if it's if it's a grape colored shoe, like you got Merlot leather, um, that's not a thing. <laughs> and then there's uh, what we're drinking right now, which is Chianti Classico. Chianti Classico comes from the central region of Tuscany. So it's you've got Chianti and then draw a circle inside of Chianti. You've got Chianti Classico. That's the historic home of Sangiovese and of Chianti wines and everybody decided at one point these are the best wines of Chianti these are the things that are interesting and they made a consortium <laughs> the who doesn't like a good or a consorcio consorcio because be you know what fun in Italian about Italians it Italians love organized groups groups Just putting is it a better out word. There. groups they do this consorcio makes cement stomping boots for your grapes if you don't play along you know what i'm saying <laughs> i just made that up but it could be true it could be true i don't know don't fact check us um but so that that group uh, the, the the consortio de chianti classico uh you can find you can always tell when a wine is approved as a chianti classico by the consortio because it'll have a picture on the back of a black rooster the gallo nero and that is their which emblem. is also listen for those of us for those of us that are Italian, what a shock that a bunch of Italian dudes chose a big <laughs> cock. You know what I'm saying? That's how they think of themselves. Uh, I didn't want to go there, but I'm not Italian American, so I can't do that. Um, oh, my even my bird is screaming in the background about that. She heard <laughs> the word cock. She got excited. She got excited. She thought she had a, had a reason for her eggs. She's oh. like, wait, is there a friend here? <laughs> no, it's just 
customize it. It's a sticker. But yeah, so you'll see there's a nice label, as we pointed out earlier, not just the, the rooster. That's a nice label. But there's also the DOCG official yeah. sticker right by the top of the label. That's a fancy sticker. So DOC and Do you, DOCG. I know we say like letters, people start stickers. to... <laughs> uh, it. I die a little inside, but I'm going to let it go. Um <laughs> so like just like with um when we talked a little bit about french wine that the aocs that's the appellation of control uh and in um in spain we had the the doc docs uh, or doo uh, domination of origin um but here we've got doc and docg docg is what you'll see on chianti classico because that means it is a guaranteed denomination of control this is absolutely the best chianti you can get and now within that i mean we can go i like deeper. a good sticker is a, <laughs> right oh no because yeah we um boy did i find a lot of graphics because there's a, <laughs> about seven well there's literally seven levels of chianti and then they all have sub levels and it is a little bit about like it's like circle health a little bit how deep do you want to dive into your chianti some people do i say there's a lot to just just like we said it before, just like all Italian history, there's fucking levels, man. It's a big circular. And they're still changing the rules. Like in the 70s, they're changing the rules. In the 70s, in 2014, six years ago, they added a new level. <laughs> like that's not even that much. 70s, this is now current. Crazy. And six years from now, they'll add another thing. Uh, but now they just added the Gran Selezione, which is a way for winemakers oh. to say, hey, these are the best grapes because I grew them right here on this plot of land and I bottled and made the wine right here on this. It's a, a state grown. Whereas this that we're drinking, uh, these are the best grapes that Bounty grows in all of the Chianti Classico region. They picked their best grapes from all okay, over okay. the region and brought it together to make this delightful wine. Whereas a Gran Selezione, they're like, these were next to my house and they're the best expression of Sangiovese that we have. Um, but um, also, excuse like, me, Sean, I, <laughs> I believe it's, they were next to my villa. <laughs> sorry. Sorry. These are next to my villa. Um, <laughs> I'm just picturing like a winemaker. Hey, Giuseppe goes outside. And he's like, Oh, look at those grapes. Those are my grand Selezione. And he happened to be the president at the right? time. So. And then he's like, right. <laughs> Yeah, he, he was the head of the consortio that month. So he was like, look it, I'm putting a sticker on my grapes. They're mine. And also with that sticker, I can charge more money. Yes, those Grand Selezione wines money. are more expensive. Just like this Chianti Classico is more expensive than a Chianti. And so this one, the Chianti Classico Banfi, also has a Reserva and a Superior. So it's a Chianti Classico Reserva, which means it's been aged a little longer. It's got a little more alcohol on it. And the superior just means that it's uh, a higher ABV, but it can be the same age as the Chianti Classico. Um, so it's got more I, alcohol, um, nothing changed. Stopped listening like six sentences ago. I got it. Yeah, I'm good. So uh, many sorry. Rules. So, so many. many no, rules. no, no, no. It's no. It's not because of you, but because holy cow, Italians, calm down. Like, calm down. They're you know That's they're so proud and they're so regional and they want like they this are. hillside is the best Sangiovese in. Italy. So of course we have to make a rule about this being the best San Diego. <laughs> and then that and France did the same thing too, but they just did it more with money. A lot of their stuff comes more from money, um, which is an interesting topic we'll talk about some other day. Um, 
The other thing you should know about it costs uh, more. It costs more, but like this is a big conversation. So I'm going to touch real quick. Uh, Yeah, yeah, little, little. Sorry. Back in the day, like nobody, the wine growers weren't making the wine. They were selling the grapes to winemakers or to middlemen who would then sell them on. So it became more about selling the grapes and then controlling who could buy the grapes and who could make wine out of those grapes. And then eventually uh, the growers took the power and to gain their own money and created their own districts. Like we're going to make the best wine in the world instead of selling it to this middleman who doesn't know how to handle our wine. That's the quick that's on nice. the French AOC. I and like I know well I'm going to get French. a that's, thousand that's... comments that's telling me that I'm oversimplifying it and I'm wrong, but that's just a fucking gist. All right. It's a fucking also, gist. Kids, I'm simple. So I like <laughs> a nice, simple explanation. I'll take it. I would like to, I assume everybody who also lives in the Chianti Shire enjoys <laughs> what, simple what explanation. What is the Chianti Shire? Well, it's it's a nickname for an area in Tuscany where many upper class citizens have moved or spend holidays. So they decided to call it the Chianti Shire. Do they live in hillsides? I believe so. Uh, they're very I, small. I think so. And they they smoke long leaf and have furry toes. They have very big feet. It's adorable. <laughs> and I'm not going to go on the Internet where anybody can listen to me and say that most of the Italians I've met have furry toes. I'm not going to say that. It's probably for the best, but I do. No. And it's fine. <laughs> Who cares? I broke my arm once. Uh my, my, I broke both bones in my forearm and who cares? And I had a cast up to my shoulder and then a cast up to my elbow. And I hadn't seen my oh. forearm in like 20,000 weeks when they finally took the cast off and boy, they took that cast off. And without any sort of friction or exposure to the elements, my forearm was a baby gorilla. Holy crap. Oh. I was like, ladies and gentlemen, I'm Italian. Holy <laughs> cow. <laughs> It was bananas. Friday. (laughs) Oh Lord, I was like, "Yes, children, my my arm has furred." Um. Well, and this ban fee, as you said, this particular folks who were drinking from here, these producers, um, yeah, they are worldwide. Mm -hmm. um, Even though they get so they're they're looking for worldwide domination, but from a local standpoint. Yeah, if you if you take the time to go to Banfi's website. They've got very nice. vineyards and producers all over the world. They're in every market. They're one of the big companies that we've kind of derided in past episodes, but we really shouldn't because these people get us wine and it's good wine. They do. And they also, uh, according to their label, anyway, they, they are very, they show ethical, ethically responsible uh, characteristics uh, in their, in their production. And that's, I mean, I didn't google enough to see if they're lying to me but they put it on the label and i'll i will take that as truth and that that you know what that's gonna be true because they own so much uh of the land under vine in chianti classico and the regulations are so strict there that of course they're going to be using the best agricultural practices good so that makes me feel better something else really interesting that they're doing so there's like all right. We talked briefly about how this wine is mostly Sangiovese. This is 85% Sangiovese, and then it's got some Cabernet Sauvignon uh, and a, a local grape called Canaiolo. I'm sorry, my Italian is awful. Canaiolo, narrow. And those it's just give a little bit of It's not what cannolis are made from. <laughs> it's not what cannolis are made from. But Sangiovese, powerhouse grape of Italy, there's like 700 clones of this grape. It's a lot of clones. And so... The Chianti Classico Consortium have 
kind of tasked Banffy because they got a lot of money with uh, kind of figuring out using science. That's nice. We love science. Science is uh, great. Which of these clones are really, truly suited for the classical region? Because oh, that's they've, cool. they've been interplanted and moved around so many times. Um, and these clones are, you know, they're just minutely different. But those little minutiae make huge differences in what's in your class. So sure. that's kind of a neat thing that they're doing. And because yeah. they're a big international company, they've got their money to do it. And I've never been to visit them, but I've seen the pictures. And gosh, darn it. It's it pretty. Look, it does look pretty on their it's website. I mean, listen, pretty. Tuscany is ludicrously pretty. Like there's no, the sunrise in Tuscany is bananas pretty. It's, you can't even put words. It's literally breathtaking. Um, and so, I mean, the color that comes up, it's just, but it's, I, I don't know. I, don't, I clearly don't have any words even right now. Um, so anytime is, the word bananas is inserted, it's because there's a lack of words. Right. It's because I just don't have a pretty enough vocabulary for how pretty it was. Um, but it is. Uh, then you add wine, then you add <laughs> vineyards, then you add the architecture and, oh. and the history and the food. And then just oh, and you olive can smell, trees. You can smell the sauce and little pro tip, even if the olives look ripe, don't eat them. Don't eat them. Um, off the tree because you'll be sick for the day. Uh, that is just a, a rule I put up for myself. Um, yeah. So it's, I mean, listen, Banffy's label indicates how big they are because I, of course, am a label whore, as we know, uh, not for like, you know, Gucci, <laughs> but for wine <laughs> labels. Um, and I was like, what is this picture of? And it's actually uh, the blessing by an old, an old timey Pope of the Empress of Portugal getting married to her husband, um, Frederick. Uh, and he was uh, the, em I guess he was the emperor of Rome or the sure. okay. Italy, because that's how it made her. She was promised to somebody else. And she was like, mm, I don't want to be a duchess. I want to be an empress. I'll marry this Frederick guy. And here's the best quote about their marriage that I found. <laughs> Eleanor tell. and Frederick were dissimilar and never happy. <laughs> She was ambitious <laughs> and willful woman who frequently participated in intrigues, whereas the emperor was a sober and uninspiring man. <laughs> <laughs> and he was also apparently a very cheap bastard. So she was originally from Portugal. Some of their children got sick. He insisted it was because she was feeding them Portuguese food. Uh, and then he no. took he took over the rearing of their children and then wouldn't let her spend any money and so they died miserably uh but they had this beautiful painting um i wish i could remember the name of the artist i will re-look it up it means little painter in italian his name uh but yeah this is this is the joining of empires right oh, that on was, the label that was pio the second that's the pope that's the pope that's yes. the pope that was pio the second of course, you know, all the popes, they all look alike. <laughs> and I got to say, I, on this this windy, gaily day when we met at the liquor store to pick out our wine, uh, they had a very large selection of Chianti's. And this one stood out because of the label. 
I like a good label. It's pink too. It's a pink label, which you don't often see in a wine because it's kind of a weird color, honestly. It's a weird color to put on green glass. Yeah. Yeah, for a wine. And 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 also it's a but it is a beautiful painting and it has a very Tuscan sky. And uh had I known the painting was more about Portugal and Frederick (laughs) and boredom and popes, I may have thought this through differently, but it has led us to a delightful. It has. I'm happy to be drinking this 85% Sangiovese and then a nominal percentage of Cabernet and Canolo Nero. And seven Pinot Grigio grapes. Just exactly Just, seven. Except no. Good good call there, Jen. In, uh, was it 2000? No, in the 70s, the Consortio said, no, no, no. No more white grapes can go in Chianti Classico. This has to be 100% red skinned grapes. But they used to be able to used to in they the 30s. To. In the 30s, they could do up to 20% white. Grapes. And they still can in Chianti as a region, just not Chianti Classico. Are we all confused yet? Do you all need more wine in a break? Take a break. Have some more wine. Have think about wine. <laughs> think about what you'd eat in your Chianti Shire hovel in the hillside uh, <laughs> with your neighbors, Sting and Antonio Banderas. Uh, who apparently both have homes there in the, huh. in the Chianti Shire. Neither of them are Italian. Look at that. Right? And Richard Gere. Like what? Well, no, because they, yeah, they, it, was, it was for foreigners to buy their homes in Italy in this ah, particular area. I see. Um, yeah. It indicated that they were all British, but those three men are not British. Sting it, Gordon. Right. He's, he's British. Yeah, but Richard Gere is nah, nah, not. Nah, he's, he's not. And, in- Hold on, Antonio Banderas. Is he Italian? I think no, not. No, I think he's from Saskatchewan. Probably, yes. Yes. <laughs> it's a lot of the bacon. He just calls it ham. You know what I mean? Anyway, go fill up your glass. Think about what you would be cooking with this delicious Chianti Classico. And Jen and I will be back with you promptly. Oh my gosh, kids. I hope you got yourself some nice salami. Sean is eating it right off his own eyeballs. Oh my God, um, so good. He's very shiny from the fat. <laughs> well, I'm um, going to be a giant pimple tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> and we got that sound in. There Thank it God. is. Um, but yeah, we're still very much, very much enjoying. I'm a solid half a bottle in uh, to the Bomfi Chianti Classico. Um, Sean, the one thing I didn't share earlier when we were just generally talking about oh, yes? Classico is, uh, you know, when you Google Chianti, mm-hmm. obviously the first thing that pops up are dear friend Hannibal Lecter. Um, yep, yep, yep. Uh, and some some sites pop up with what we've already covered, that in the book it was not a Chianti. That That's that right. Was added we we for, said it was uh, probably a, a Suave or something along those lines. An Amarone is what it is. <laughs> Amarone, okay. In the book, uh, it wasn't a Chianti. Uh, but the... Uh, and then all the like, cool, is it beans? Should he have eaten beans when he was on meds? Anyway, but this uh, this was the second fact about Chianti. Uh, and I'll just read it straight out for us because it's fairly interesting. Um, after the first self-sustaining nuclear chain reaction on huh. uh, December 2nd, 1942, physicist Enrico Fermi opened a bottle of Chianti to make a toast. And on the bottle's fiasco, which thank God the only fiasco was on the bottle and not the nuclear chain reaction. Seriously, yes. Um, the fiasco was signed by 49 people who witnessed the events in an abandoned uh, racket's court beneath 
uh, the University of Chicago. <laughs> Go Chicago. Um, wow, then. Look and while most of the signatures on this famed bottle have faded, uh, you can still read Enrico's. Look at that. Isn't that an interesting fact? So for those of you just buying Chianti bottles to make candle holders. You, you can should... also use it as an autograph book. Right? Maybe it's your high school graduation. You didn't get the dog for everybody to sign. <laughs> that white dog they sell at Party City. Oh, man. Oh, I forgot about hat. that thing. Or, or it's your wedding and one of you is Italian and you don't want to do like a, oh, a book. Just have everybody just a, sign, just fiasco. sign the fiasco on the candle holder. Man, when Broadway reopens, it's I'm standing so outside every stage door with a fiasco. <laughs> every single one. And, you know, the only person who's going to sign my thing uh, is Frank from New York One, the Broadway reporter. Because <laughs> he'll be there, too. And he'll be like, oh, hey, Sean. And he'll be like, scribble, scribble, give scribble. me your fiasco. I got yeah. this. Can I yeah. get a fiasco? Do you have a fiasco of the Chiantis? <laughs> Um, when uh when i was doing a show in hong kong years ago back when we still did shows uh and for some reason he was there reporting for new, new york, york one guy yeah but he he okay. sat next to me in the preview performance and i was like hey he's like oh hi that is so yeah. funny and, and then the uh we gave the richest guy in hong kong a seizure during that show and he walked down the uh aisle and fell over uh, Probably not what they were intending. No, no, no. We gave all the proper warnings and stuff. He just didn't think he needed them. Some people don't. Yeah, you know what? But he Money cut us can't a big buy you so class. Something. We learned that from <laughs> the New York Housewives. Money can't Holy buy you class. But it can buy you turtle time and it can buy you Chianti Classico. And I think you should take your money and go buy some Chianti Classico and yes. then come home. Yes. Pop it open. You're, you're going to want to know how to drink it. That's right. And you should drink this out of a red wine glass. That makes good sense. It makes good sense. Uh, don't use don't use a Bordeaux glass, one of those giant big bowl things. That's going to be too much air for this wine. Don't don't use that. Just use your standard everyday red wine glass. Don't put it in a jelly jar. Don't put it in a stemless because <laughs> you don't want your hand heating it up. You want because you, you really do want the it smells delicious. It's really Even, nice. Even half a bottle later, it still smells really good. So you want a glass that's going to kind of catch that. Catch that and nose, let you get your face in there to smell it. As much uh, as I love to drink things out of ball <laughs> jars, you would lose some of that lovely smells. And then uh, Chianti is the food wine, right? This is the wine oh. to go with every food. That's that's kind of like if you if you go online and go to any wine website ever, it's going to say Chianti is your food wine. This is the wine that goes with pasta. It goes with meat. It goes with salads. It goes like, this is your food wine. And they're not wrong. Chianti this Classico. wine would stand up to a lot. Like you could have a very rich, delicious pizza sauce or like a saucy pasta, whatever, or your gravy, whatever you want to call it. This, this particular wine would stand up to any of it. This would cut through your most acidic tomato sauce Beautifully. or your creamiest Alfredo sauce. Mm. Absolutely. And it would go well with a prosciutto pizza or gorgonzola pizza would be hella good. <sighs> oh my uh, God, I'm starving. I wish it wasn't so windy. <laughs> I know we can't order food because we care about our uh, delivery people. Our delivery guys would get blown away. And we care about them. They are humans and deserve our respect. And Throwing tips. that out there. And tips. Uh, and if you're using Seamless or Grubhub, tip in cash. 
Um, if you can, because that's my one. Can. It's my that's, one annoyance with this pandemic nonsense is that I always tip in cash and I tip big because I was a waiter for 200 years. So you're going to drive me a pizza. You're getting a fiver. Like, come on, give me your money. Give me, take all my money. Take but it. they, they're not letting them right now because of the yeah. germies. Yeah, the germies. And I feel bad because I would like to. I have friends that are delivery people who get nothing sometimes because people yeah. suck. Don't don't suck, people. Don't if you're going to order pizza to go with your Chianti, put a nice tip on it. We're already assuming that if you listen to this podcast, you don't suck. Amen. Like, you're a good person who likes wine and likes laughing, and therefore you tip well. But, you know, yeah. just be careful. Uh, so moving up from Chianti, you got Chianti Classico, what we're drinking now. This is a little bit bigger, a little more expensive. So you might not want to just... If you're if you're having a nicer spaghetti carbonara that you're making for yourself, you know oh you gosh. got your own eggs, you got your own bacon, something my a God. little fancier. You've put the this work in. Perfect. This, was, this is so perfect. Good. And then if you've got to say you've been roasting like a wild boar ragu, something oh my you spend God, a lot of time on. I do every Wednesday. Every Wednesday, <laughs> wine Wednesday, wild boar ragu Wednesday, they all tie in. Um, I get maybe, my hunting gear on. I get outside. <laughs> maybe step it up to a reserva. Ooh. Which costs you a little more. Same Chianti Classico, Chianti Classico Reserva. So it's aged a little longer. It's a little, got a little more depth, a little more profile to it. And it's at least half a point higher in alcohol. Also, real talk, we're talking like $2 more. Oh, yeah. We're like not at the liquor, at the liquor store we were at, it was like literally like $12.99, $15.99, and then like $18.99. Yeah, we're not no, talking not... like billions of dollars here, no. kids. But if you want to, you can. You can spend that. Oh, there was more. Absolutely. There was more expensive ones. But if you want to go up um, and you want to spend, you want a really nice bottle of Chianti, you want to find your Gran Selezione that we Ooh. talked about. And that's going to run you in the 20 to 30, maybe plus range. So you, you don't want a pizza with that. You want a nicer meal. Listen, if you've shot a boar, treat yourself to a $30 bottle right. of wine. Get a, get Come on, bottle. You deserved it. You probably sweat out all the Chianti you had from that morning anyway. Just <laughs> dragging the boar back. Just dragging it back. <laughs> and if anyone's ever had a homemade meal in Italy, uh, when when I went to Italy as a student, we we tracked down one of my, my friend, Jen, who was with us. We tracked down family members of her nonna and people she'd never met, people who only spoke Italian. I was the only one of us that spoke any Italian and not nearly as fast as these people said it. So literally there would be like 20 minutes of words and I would be like, do you know someone who does something with banking? Like I just, <laughs> it was too fast, but we went to their actual home. They welcomed these four American students they'd never met, one of them barely related by blood into their home and had just prepared us a tiny snack. And then they opened the door to a 12 top table <laughs> covered in food stuff. It's just a little snack. That's just, just a little, a little snack. Like 42 pounds of mozzarella, 32 pounds of prosciutto, so much food and solidly a hundred bottles of Chianti. It was the greatest day ever. And you know what? With regular like Chianti, just Chianti region Chianti. Yeah, this was just basic. 11, 12%. Great, oh, easy yeah. drinker. You step it up, you get to Chianti Classico, it has to be 12%. You get up to Superior, it's more than that. And then uh, Reserva is 0.5% more than Classico. So it's just, you get more. But you're eating a nice heavier food too. You're so you're not, that, listen, yeah, exactly. you're not going to get, listen, we're not talking about, we're not telling you the percentages so you can go get tanked, kids. 
If you so want to get tanked, you will drink a whole bottle in the course of a 40 minute podcast episode. <laughs> Don't be <Cheers>. dumb. <laughs> I wish I had a noisemaker right now. I know, right? <laughs> Just something fun, except in my house, it would set off the dog, the bird. Things would go bananas the minute I turned on a noisemaker. So yeah, this this is an e- if you are looking for a fun and easy wine to pair with meals once we can have friends over again or even just for yourself um this is a wonderful choice uh specifically this bamfi is delicious um but you know again like any other wine there was probably 12 different types of chianti not just the classifications but different vineyards different labels so you know if you know you like chianti get two or three different kinds try them all Look for that DOC, DOCG wrapped around the neck of the bottle. Look for the black rooster on the back of the bottle, sometimes also on the neck of the bottle. Because otherwise the consortia <laughs> is going to come talk to you. But uh, in all seriousness, they are great indica- indicators of quality. So like, if you see those, you know that you're getting something that's okay. Plus, you won't have to strip away the straw basket. So (laughs) you won't have to strip away the fiasco. Exactly. So you'll know it's going to be good. (laughs) All right. I think that wraps up our talk on Chianti because otherwise we're going to talk for three more hours on this delicious, delicious wine. But we do want to say real quick. Yeah. This is episode nine. (gasps) Nine. I know. I can't. I can't even believe we've hit nine. Because technically we've hit 18. Technically we've hit 18. Well, because we will, do a bonus will... episode yeah. every time. So kids, it's not just nine episodes because there's also a bonus episode. That's right. Episodes. To follow, to chase. It's a chaser episode. We like a good chaser. <laughs> um, and we did mention that on episode 10, we're going to launch our Patreon. So please keep your ears open. Check out Woo-hoo! our Insta, check out our, our Facebook and check out our webpage for more information on that. But for this next bonus episode, we want to do live video questions or audio if you're or audio listen some of us have packed on a good covid19 you know what i'm saying so we don't really like videos of us don't like the videos and you know sometimes you don't get a good place to shoot it you don't want to do it but send us your video questions your audio questions or you could just slide into our dms and type one we'll accept it yeah well we yeah of course we won't disparage any question that comes in but, but we, we really want to answer some questions and they can be technical wine questions if you have them. They can be technical life questions if you have them. Sean and I have a lot of answers. We guys. have answers for everything. We really do. Sure. We can't promise they're correct, but we will give you an answer. So yeah. maybe you want to know if you should marry that guy. We'll help you. We'll help you. Advice five cents right here. <laughs> we are your podcast five cents advice. But no, for our, our next episode, our bonus episode, we really, really want to dive into some of your questions. So please hit us up on Facebook. Hit us on Instagram. Hit us on our, or our email. We have an email. It's we BUP do. podcast, bottled up podcast, BUP podcast at gmail.com. Get us there or on our webpage at bottled up podcast.blog. Or if you know us, record yourself a memo and just text it to one of us. We will figure out how to download it and put oh, it yeah. on our we're, podcast. We're tech savvy. Sure. We're so tech savvy. <laughs> or uh, just show up to our front door. and That's fine also. Like, one of us will record you from right. six feet away asking Listen, us a question that we will then answer a week later. I have a tiny yard. I might shoot some wine at you while you're doing it. You never know because you can be six feet away and still be in my yard. And if you've had enough Chianti. 
You never know. I might throw the whole bottle at you. You literally never know. That's just, we're just, Italians are crazy. Um, but yeah, so we're dying to answer some questions. We think that this is a very fun, we've, we've definitely gotten questions in the past and we really wanted to dedicate an episode to that. And if we could have your voice on our podcast too, we'd love that very, very much. So it would make us feel like a family. Right. And like the family. Olive Garden says, we're all family here. We're all family here. On the Bobbled Up Podcast. I'm Sean. (laughs) I'm Jen. Neither of us have endless breadsticks, but we love you. We love you, and we'll talk to you later. Cheers. Cheers. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Bottled Up. We hope our quick trip into Tuscany inspired you to learn a little bit more about the world of Chianti and Italian wines. If it did, check out our website, bottleduppodcast.blog, for some fun links and Chianti facts. Again, that's bottleduppodcast.blog. And as we mentioned at the end of this episode, we are looking for video and audio recordings of you, our wonderful, wonderful listeners, asking us your most pressing questions. Wine-related or not, we want to hear them. So send those recordings along, either on social media, email, our email address is buppodcast at gmail.com, on our webpage, or track us down and ask us in person. If you enjoyed today's episode, please head over to your favorite podcast listening platform and like, rate, and subscribe. Those likes and subscribes are crucial to moving us up the charts and helping more people to discover Bottled Up. While you're at it, head over to our YouTube channel, the link's in the show notes. There you can find audio recording of our current and back episodes, and eventually, fun videos of Jen and I's shenanigans in wine stores, on the road, and just generally drinking. As always, if you have questions, comments, are interested in sponsoring an episode, or just want to chat, you can find us on social media, on Facebook at Bottled Up Podcast, all one word, or on Instagram at Bottled underscore up underscore podcast. We love to hear from you, so don't hesitate to reach out. Until next time, stay safe, stay warm, and drink up. <laughs>